Welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved, but we are here to help you equip teenagers through the power of connection. I'm Tobin Hodges, and I'm excited to continue our Teen Stereotypes and Behavior Summer Series. I'll be honest, this one today hits a little close to home. There are many people in my high school life that would have thrown this label my way. I'm talking about the label of being lazy. I know it's a tough one because a lot of people just assume that laziness is something that runs in teens' blood and it's something that just comes natural to them. It's tempting to buy into the myth of lazy teens. Every stereotypical label tells us that every teen would rather sleep in, play video games, and just let everything figure itself out. But that's just not as true as you would think. One of the biggest misconceptions that I see in schools is that kids are just lazy. That's why they won't turn in their work. That's why they're not coming to class. That's why they just sleep in class. While that is true for some teens, we have to be careful not to fall into that trap of assumptions. So I have a personal story about sophomore year Tobin. So sophomore year, I was taking geometry first period. And you need to know that my high school started at 7.05 in the morning, which means that I was getting up at 5.30 in the morning, helping get my sisters ready for school. Uh, I had a single mom of three. And so I was the chauffeur a lot of times. And I took my younger kids, my younger sisters to school a lot of these days. And before I even stepped foot into my first period class, I'm already an hour into my day running like crazy to get people ready and get myself ready on top of just being exhausted. I also was very active. I did sports, I did band, and I had practices after school from like two to four. And I went straight from practice to my job because I had to help pay for bills in my house. And I also paid for my car and my insurance and I had to work. So I'm not getting home until 10, 30, 11 every night, which means that I'm gone from roughly 6.30 in the morning till 10, 30 to 11 every night before I even get a chance to get home and relax, do homework, do anything I want to do. So every morning in my geometry class, I had a knack for laying my head down after I finished my daily work or whatever lesson there was and just crashing. Now, I'm not condoning this. I don't think that this is something that I should have been doing every day. And the, thankfully, I had a very sweet geometry teacher named Miss Weatherspoon. And she was very understanding and, and, you know, also wasn't too worried because I was doing well in the class. I just happened to be good at math and I understood geometry. And so that to me was, this is my chance to catch up on some sleep. Again, I'm not condoning the behavior, but that's where I was coming from. Now, thankfully, I still did okay in that class. And when Miss Weatherspoon actually came to a, a uh, or actually my mom came to a open house one night and Miss Weatherspoon was just asking if I was getting enough sleep at home, to which the answer was obviously not. And she was just making sure I was okay. And she told my mom, hey, he's sleeping every day, but I'm not worried about it because he's getting his work done. Now, thankfully, that teacher had the wherewithal to just ask and make sure I was okay, but then also be understanding. She could have very easily just assumed that I was being lazy and I didn't care and gotten me mad, gotten mad about it. And then, you know, messed up my mentality about geometry as well. But she didn't. It's not always just a personality trait. And it's not permanent. Teens and even humans naturally are creative and inventive. If they are showing signs of laziness or sluggishness, it could be coming from a myriad of other things. Like my case, not getting enough sleep. I also was feeling stressed. It also could be signs of depression or struggling at school. You know, but the other thing that comes out of this is that it could be a sign that their body is changing. When a baby is going through rapid growth, they nap all the time, and that is acceptable. 
When a pregnant woman is going through the rapid changes of each trimester, she rests more. And they're told things like, hey, make sure you get rest. Put your feet up. Don't worry about this. But for some reason, we forget that teens are also going through massive body changes. Now, I'm not trying to compare being a teen to being a baby or being a pregnant woman. Obviously, those are all different. But they are having massive body changes. Again, when I was in high school, my freshman year physical, I, this is, I tell this joke a lot. When I freshman year physical, I was 4'10 and 95 pounds. I was tiny, 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 tiny. And then by the end of my sophomore year, I was 5'11 and about 130, 140 pounds. So in a year and a half, almost two years, I, I grew a full foot. It was awful. I was in pain all the time. My mom was having to buy me new shoes like every month. I had a rapid growth. But not only that, my body was just going through changes. And I just felt so exhausted all the time because my body just was not what I wanted it to be. I was clumsy and I wasn't used to it yet. Not only does our body change, but it's also an emotional development and a massive pressure to learn and grow academically. And what do we meet them with? Get up. Stop being lazy. Are you just going to sit there all day? Why are you sleeping through class? Again, I'm not condoning those kind of behaviors, but maybe just think about where it's coming from. So we've talked about what might be behind the behavior. Now let's talk about how we can help. First, just ask the simple question. We just talked about it. Is their body changing? Is there something that they're going through chemically or emotionally that maybe we need to know about just to kind of help us answer that question? And on the same line, are their needs being met? Now, that need obviously varies from teen to teen, but if their simple needs are not being met, they may not have motivation to do anything. Where can we help them find control in their life? And how can we help them find what's behind that? And if we're talking about schoolwork, is their work too difficult or is it too easy? The work needs to be challenging enough to be interesting, but never too challenging to be overwhelming. Now, obviously, we don't have control over all that. Sometimes in school, that just is the way it is. So it also might be telling them like, hey, this is just the way it is. Put your head down, get your work done, and then let's figure out a way to, you know, to do that. But the biggest way we can help them, and this is going to be hard, as a parent of a teen, I am guilty of this as well. So if you're listening to this and you're like, whoa, hold on, bro. The first thing we need to not do, we can't nag them. It doesn't work. It never has. And it never will. It didn't work on you when you were a teenager, most likely. It doesn't work on me, and it's not going to work on your teen either. It's easy as a parent to slip into this subconsciously. This is an easy way to just spiral into a frustration, and in the end, it just leaves you angry while your teen is wondering why you are the one melting down. And honestly, they probably laugh at you when you are, because they actually want to see that you crack, because then it means that they've won. And if, you're, if your teen is anything like mine, they're competitive, they probably like the fact that they, they won one on you. They, they, were, they got up on you. Teens just need clear direction. So find a moment when you are calm and give them clear guidelines and expectations for what you want to see from them. Whether that's with schoolwork, help around the house, or just, hey, when you get home, before you do this, before you sit down and you be quote unquote lazy or play your video games, can you please unload the dishwasher? Can you please get your homework done? Having those boundaries in place, if they do all these check marks, then they can have the time to be lazy and veg out if they need to. The other way we can help is to just stop labeling them. If a teen believes that adults think they're lazy, they're going to continue to act that way. If we can label the behavior and not the personality, that is the first step to shifting the behavior. But if a teen is being told constantly by adults that they're lazy and they're never going to amount to something and they're just going to play video games or whatever, then guess what? 
they're going to fall into that personality and it's going to carry on into their adult. And I know that none of us want that for our teens. We want them to be successful. We want them to be creative and inventive. So we need to stop labeling them. That's the whole reason we're doing this series of what, figuring out what's a stereotype and what's an actual behavior. Also, last thing, it may sound like it's beneath them. It may seem childish, but something that I learned as a teacher with conscious discipline is that breathing really helps. Remind them to breathe. If they are in a state of laziness and they just kind of need a second to, to get out of that, have them take a breath. Sometimes just having a deep breath can get them from a survival or emotional state behavior to an executive state of brain thinking. And just remember that we were all there at one time. Being a teenager is hard, and being a teenager today is even harder. There's so many things that are distracting them, so many things that they can get their hands on that tell them, hey, just sit here and scroll for hours. Hey, just sit here and level up for hours. Hey, just sit here and do things that are detrimental to your mental health. They already have a ton of challenges coming their way. We don't need to be an extra person that's creating challenges for them. So we've heard all the reasons what might be behind the behavior, and we've heard ways that we can help. But here's one practical way we're going to end every episode with is something that you can text or say to your teen today. I actually pulled this straight from the Nurturing Wisdom website, which we'll link in the bio. But here it is. Just tell them with your phone. I can tell that you're hurting. I know you're not a lazy person, so something really tough must be keeping you from showing who you really are. I'd like to help you figure out what that is and work through it. Man, that's great. When I read that, I was like, there's nothing I can say that's better than that. So I pulled it directly from that website. Basically, what you're showing them is, hey, I see you. I see that you're not yourself. How can I help get you to who you need to be? There's nothing you can do better than that. Showing them that you hear them and showing them that you care, and showing them that you're going to be with them. You're going to connect with them and make sure they get what they need. I know that this topic is tough, and it's possibly triggering for your household. While I was researching for this episode, I've, I actually myself was reading things and learning myself as a parent of a teen of, man, I need to do a better job of that. I hope that you come away today just thinking of at least one thing that you maybe have gained on how to connect with your teen better. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you have a friend who has a teen that you think might could benefit from this, text it to them. We want to make sure that everybody is getting the help that they need because that's the most important part. Because remember, being a teenager is hard. We hope that you're enjoying this summer series and we can't wait to see you next week for our next topic. <laughs>